Hello, and welcome to the Viva Wellness Podcast. My name is Jarrell. I'm Rachel. That was very cheery for you today. I was trying to be a little cheery. A little like like a pep in your step, but in your voice (laughs) rather than your step. Nothing rhymes with voice, so. No? Rejoice. Mm. That's it. That's all I got. Anyway, happy December. It's December 1st as we're recording this. Happy new month. Yes. Happy last month of 2021. That's crazy. Isn't it? Yeah, I don't know where the time has gone. I think I've actually just readjusted myself to I'm going to live a life moving forward with the having real no concept of time. Because July both seems like really far away, but also just happened at the same time. Like I don't remember July. Like what happened in July? Who knows? too much is happening it's hard to process any of it except what's going on right now yeah I was thinking about that the other day too that it's like I, I think this is one of those uh I guess uh consequences of COVID it's like the perception of time is very very off um it simultaneously feels like 2021 has been quick but also like a very long time um yeah it's very strange yeah that's that's a very fair assessment speaking of difficult topics and things that are hard to process all at once we're going to talk about accountability today and we did not mean to make this so timely based on what's going on in the news right now literally today but it worked out so we're gonna talk about this in a broad range of categories because man does it come up a lot these days and also why it's actually a good thing to hold yourself and others accountable for their actions, even if in the short term, it feels uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Like that's a common theme we could talk about. And pro- have we talked about this in a podcast? If not, we should. Like the idea of sitting with discomfort. I'm sure we have. I'm sure we have. If not, that was like a huge over saying we will fix it right. immediately by making the next like 50 episodes about that mm-hmm. as everyone like pushes unsubscribe or like unfollow or whatever Apple podcasts are doing now. Anyway, so accountability is something that used to be taught to us as kids. I don't know. I remember being taught to be accountable for your actions, right? Like if you knock over the crayons, you should pick them up or at least ask for assistance if like you spill your milk on the floor, right? Like I feel like in elementary school and kindergarten, like we were taught these things. But I don't know, were people not? Was this just me? Was I the only one because of who I am as a person that got really anxious when I spilled my crayons and needed to pick them up immediately? What 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 happened here? Because I feel like this is a problem, right? A lot of people, especially in the news these days, there's not a lot of accountability going on. I, I mean, I... <laughs> that, I mean, so many things happened so quickly. Um, so many thoughts. I, I can't, I don't think that accountability as a concept was ever named for me until, until I got much older. Um, I, I don't mean that I didn't know what accountability was, um, or like the importance of like, um, owning up to things that you do or making mistakes or, trying to make amends for things 
but it is interesting to think about that for me, like accountability is very much just like adult term that, um, I don't know, I learned at least from what I can recall. So it's just interesting to think about like, oh, what, in what ways was I taught about accountability without someone speaking directly about that word? Yeah, I think that's probably what I, I experienced and what, God, I hope a lot of other people when they were growing up experienced like this whole idea of taking responsibility for your actions. Yeah. Apologizing if you made a mistake, like all of those things. Um, And I feel like somehow it gets lost along the way. And I think if I'm going to just not make this a rant, I'm going to actually, you know, do a helpful deep dive. I think a lot of it comes back to this idea of shame where we live in a society where we have all this pressure to be perfect and, you know, to perform at our best at all times and all of that. And, you know, it's good in some respects to hold yourself to a high standard. But I think what happens is when you're not really confident or secure with that, you're enough, even on an off day, you get into these cycles where like, if somebody does the equivalent of knocking their crayons on the ground, it's, really just like a mess of emotions to deal with over crayons right Mm. whereas it's not that serious in the general scheme of life unless of course you've like ruined the cerulean that was my favorite I would have gotten really mad if someone stepped on my cerulean but you know not that big of a deal despite how much that would have bothered me that I lost that particular crayon anyway it's Mm. the same spiral that I feel like people get into and then they panic And it's like, okay, well, I have to just justify my actions immediately. And I feel like you see that, and this is on a smaller scale, and then we're going to blow it up to like the shame on steroids and how it becomes a huge problem. I think you see that a lot in interpersonal relationships, especially romantic relationships. Sure. Where someone is like, you hurt my feelings, or you did this thing that upset me. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, like the the huffing and puffing starts. Right. Like, Or I see this a lot if someone mentions it more than once, Mm. right? Like if it's something where, because I think sometimes people like to clarify and maybe they're repeating it just to make themselves feel better, just the thing we do, but I'm going to stick with the crayons. And I'm going to say, you know, if someone says like, hey, you knocked over my crayons and ruined Cerulean for me, like I'm really upset, you know, that's my favorite color. And they're like, oh, sorry. And it's like, yeah, you know, in the future, could you do that? Yeah, I said, I'm sorry. And then people start to get defensive, right? Even though it's not, it's just kind of like an addition or a clarification that someone's making. And I feel like that kind of all plays a role in like the micro situations in which we don't have accountability. It's that people just like feel this like panic version of shame. And therefore this is what you get in the versus like, oh, you're right. I did knock over your crayons. I'm sorry. I will try not to do that again, mm. which might be a better response. Yeah. I I can't, I, I mean, obviously I think I, I very much go to like the cultural and societal lens then. And, and I try and think of like, well, I wonder if this is actually different now mm. um, or if that's just an estimation of, like us growing up in a certain time and now being like these fully fledged adults now and really seeing like what accountability or responsibility looks like and and thus also seeing what it doesn't look like more 
because I feel like it's uh, that's not something, especially on like a larger scale, that you're very conscious of as a young person, or at least I think that may be a generational difference. Whereas like, I don't know the <laughs> this, these are terrible examples, but when I think about large scale like issues surrounding like responsibility or accountability, the two references I have immediately are Bill Clinton and O.J. Simpson. Oh, man. Okay. Right. <laughs> right. Nice transition, because we're going to talk about some other right. characters later. So that works. Right. So like, though, like when I think about when I was a younger person, like those were these like, I don't know, almost mythical um, moments in which like we were societally trying to address like what is accountability and responsibility look like but those are really like there might be one or two more like large-scale examples right and so but I think now I think of who I am now and I'm like it everywhere (laughs) it's like this person like that's a large-scale thing that's a there's this other thing there's you know presidential administration there's the mayor there's the whatever whatever and so I think there's something about like the space you occupy in life that makes you more conscious especially outside of like the interpersonal accountability if that makes sense that's just my theory it sounds like what you're having is almost like a debate of like are you aware of it of the lack of it or because you're older or do we now live in a world where just like no one is being held accountable by themselves or others yeah I think there's kind of like this I don't know almost bi-directional thing that's happening because I I think it's like I definitely think that I see more of the dynamics because I'm older Mm-hmm. But I also think that like our culture has shifted in such a way and um, just, you know, has just become so much more narcissistic mm-hmm. in actually in the actual clinical sense, I mean, too. Yes. Um, right. Whereas like we like everyone's like sees himself as a public figure. Therefore, we like the haters going to hate the um, clap back like all these cultural things are really about, of course, bullying, but also like accountability on a platform, right? Responsibility with the words you say and the choices that you make and the things you do. And I think we're at a level with that now in which that is like, we're much more narcissistic. Therefore, any kind of um, challenge is perceived as, all people are coming after me, the haters are here, yada, yada, yada. And so we get a lot more huffing and puffing, I think, than we did 15 years ago. Right. Does that make like, sense? Yeah, people are less likely to sit maybe with a with feedback and yeah about it versus like, oh, it just, this is just hating, right? Like Yeah, not- people don't internalize it, like feedback. Right. right. I think yeah. that's a cultural shift for sure. Yeah. And that's fair. And I think that also can be in the category of like what you're saying of like, is it that people have changed or is it that there's just more opportunity for people to come at you? Which both, right? Right. I think the answer to that of obviously with everybody sharing their thoughts on social media, Mm -hmm. you have a much larger audience than you might have otherwise, which Mm -hmm. I think maybe might spawn another podcast. But like there are certain things that maybe you just share with like your friends and family and not necessarily on Instagram. Mm separate topic but to go back to how this originally came about is that I heard a customer service story that just made me nuts so long story short someone 
put in the wrong shipping address and actually then their package got eaten by raccoons which unrelated to the wrong shipping address the problem was the wrong shipping address and then the raccoons were just like a delightful side effect of being shipped to the wrong place mm. but they were they put in the wrong shipping address on the um website and then was essentially like my package got shipped to the wrong location like won't you send me more what mm-hmm. <laughs> No, it not, didn't. It got sent to the right location. Correct. Right. Like, <laughs> oh, not, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I'm very mm-hmm. foolish. I sent this to the wrong place. Is it possible for this to be resent? I'll pay whatever. Mm-hmm. Let me know what the process is, right? It's like, won't you just give me free product because I made a mistake? Right. Maybe, like maybe someone will be nice right there. I think we can all think of times in our lives where we've made a mistake and someone gives us a pass and it's lovely. Sure. But it was just this idea that this person expected it, Mm -hmm. was borderline like ready to get angry already Mm -hmm. because maybe there was a chance they wouldn't be granted it. Mm -hmm. I was like, no, we gotta, we gotta talk about this Mm -hmm. because it is a part of a larger systemic problem is this idea of like entitlement and not owning that like, yeah, everyone makes mistakes. Yeah. And you don't deserve to be vilified. Well, depends on what that mis- quote of mistake is. A genuine mistake. <laughs> right, you right, don't right. To be vilified for or shamed for, but also you need to deal with the consequences of said mistake. Like nothing is exempting you from consequences unless the person impacted wants to do that. And then mm-hmm. by all means, that's great and that's a good day. But that shouldn't be the expectation. And I was just so baffled by the fact that it was. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, it, it is baffling, but it also isn't because to right. me, to me, that, that is exactly like the narcissistic thing. It's the, the, ref, like, it's an, I don't want to get too clinical, but it is what it is, is that like, that is a being able to recognize that they made them, they, they themselves made the mistake pose too great of a threat to their sense of self that they reached out and said, you fixed this, you delivered it to the wrong place, mm-hmm. right? So like they refused to accept their role in it. They took a very passive seat in the mm-hmm. situation instead of saying like, oh, actually I put the wrong address. You sent it to the correct address that you were told. I put in the wrong address. Is there any way I could like get reissued the product or X, Y, Z? Um, so yeah, I think to your point, there is, and actually, I think this is inherent in accountability and taking responsibility is that we have to humble ourselves, humble you, take a step back and humble yourself and say, like, consider maybe I did make a mistake and that is not the end of the world. Right, right. It, it might be inconvenient. Right. It might be disappointing, right? It might ruin your day a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I think how this on a smaller scale, like a customer service raccoon debacle, how this impacts other people and relates back to mental health. And, you know, generally, so we're not just like ranting, although happy to do that too. It's our podcast. We can do what we want. Is that it does, if it doesn't impact your day, it's going to impact someone's. Yep. And if you're the one who made a mistake, and it's not impacting your day, then I guess it's impacting somebody who didn't do anything's day, mm-hmm. which 
man, mm-hmm. <laughs> I know when that happens to me, like I'm not happy. And mm-hmm. it's, I think a really challenging thing because basically what people are doing is when you make a mistake, you're passing on the inconvenience to someone else who didn't consent to that. Mm-hmm. And that's a whole mess of a situation that is going to impact that person's mental health. And by the way, it doesn't undo your mistake. Right. So I know when I've made a mistake, even when someone's willingly given me a pass, like I still feel bad about my mistake. So mm-hmm. instead of just me feeling badly because I'm like, oh man, I screwed that up. Now I have at least two people, maybe more also having a bad day mm-hmm. for what? That just feels so selfish and unnecessary mm-hmm. when I can just own it, have maybe a crappy day and then move on without you know spreading it to everyone else and like taking everyone down with me Mm -hmm. that seems not cool yeah it's not right (laughs) because it's not right because it's not and so I feel like that's something to maybe think about if you are in the customer service situation or if you are in a situation with a loved one and having kind of those tough relationship conversations like own it. It's okay. It'll be fine. It might not be fine in the moment, but it'll be fine in the long run because you're not alienating a relationship, right? Mm -hmm. You're not causing a hassle for another human being. Mm -hmm. It just feels like overall, it is the better way to go, even if it makes you uncomfortable in the moment. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like I said, either there is a podcast episode about sitting with discomfort or there will be. So it's hard but just because something's hard doesn't mean you have the right to throw the hard at someone else who didn't ask to hold some of that for you. Yeah, totally. And I think <laughs> I, I'm thinking about, um, I, I grew up and, and still try to enjoy it whenever I can watching Judge Judy. Mm. And one of the things that like I've learned and internalized from her is it actually is about accountability now that I think about it. Um, like sometimes you'll see in this court case where something happens and like you said, a person makes a mistake and then, you know, the, the basis of the case is that they're asking the other person to remedy that mistake. Right. right? So, so like they, um, I don't know, they opt out of an agreement, right. But then expect the other person to, to still pay out of the, pay out the agreement. Or, or something else. And like one of the things that Judge Judy will always say is like, that's not their problem. Like you have the right to make that choice, but now you're making it someone else's problem. You don't get to do that. Right. Um, and that's something that like, I've really internalized about um, like around this topic of like, well, it's, yes, you can have your feelings about it. And yes, we make mistakes, but um, it's not someone else's problem that you made a mistake. Right. And that, and that is in essence, what accountability is about is like taking that responsibility for that error, that mistake and addressing it and then presenting to the other person, uh, an apology, a remedy, uh, some sort of amend, right? Like that's the right thing to do. Right. And that's not to say that you can't ask for help or a hundred percent. But you have to ask, right? I think the right. issue with like going back Can't to expect. the woman who got her package sent to the wrong place and there and then eaten by raccoons. Mm. The default was like someone else fix this for me. No, <laughs> you right. fix it. Is the right. default. Like your problem, right? Not someone else's, right? It's basically the equivalent of if you're holding a hot 
plate, right? Like you take something out of the oven and you forget your oven mitts and you're like, oh my God, it's hot. And so you throw it at the person across the room from you. Right. No. Like, why <laughs> didn't you tell me to put the oven mitt on? Right. Like right. that would be appalling. That would be right. an appalling thing to do. Yeah. Want to see me so, lose my mind. Put me in oh that my situation. God. Oh my God. I don't even know. I would just like leave in silence to avoid committing violence. But right. We, we think of this example and we're, and everyone hopefully is like, my God, I would never do that. I can't imagine that being done to me. Well, but that's kind of what you're doing with mm-hmm. emotions and mm-hmm. inconvenience and hardship. Like you're throwing that at someone when one, they didn't ask to hold it for you. And two, mm-hmm. like, it's not their fault. So if you want to ask for help, that's great. People in your life should be there to support you, but it's a question, not an assumption. Mm-hmm. So if you picked up the oven dish without the oven mitts, don't throw it at someone else. Right. Be mad at yourself. I am wearing oven mitts. Right. Please let me hold that for you. Right? right. Then by all means, but until that question is asked and answered, that's your problem. And I'm sorry, because right. it hurts, but still your problem. Yeah, for sure. So let's blow this up because (laughs) there was a very timely news story that came out like yesterday, today, as we're recording, that's like just really all about accountability and just like, thank you for the good time. So for those who may have not been following along as people who live in the state of New York and are politically aware might be, our former governor was accused of sexually harassing, assaulting, several women. His brother is Chris Cuomo, who is, is, was, kind of still is, uh, anchor at CNN, who basically helped or tried to help discredit a lot of the accusers, to put it mildly, Mm -hmm. uh, and really use a lot of the connections he had at CNN, arguably, not really arguably, violated journalistic integrity. So that came out a few months ago, and CNN didn't really think it was that big of a deal at the time, but now more incredulous details has come out since, and he's been suspended. Mm-hmm. And so, okay, like, and you know what, we're not going to get into this idea of should CNN have fired him instead of suspending him, or should they have taken action sooner? Yes, but that's neither here nor that's there. That's not the point, yeah. That's not the point. The reaction on Twitter is what I want to talk about in this conversation, because what happened after that was a lot of people saying, well, but yeah, he's his brother. Like, of course he helped his brother. Or there was one tweet that was like the role of a brother, father, sister, mother comes first. Or like, I mean, yeah, if my brother's in trouble, of course I would do what I could to help him. Like, yeah, he did a bad thing, but it's his brother, right? Like this kind of vibe. So why I think that's particularly problematic is it's concerning to me that people, and granted small sample size, right? These are just some voices on Twitter, but I have a feeling this reflects a larger population as well. It concerns me how people don't recognize that loving someone is not being their yes man. It's sometimes holding them accountable and having hard conversations. Sometimes people make bad decisions 
and you can at the same time love them and be there for them while also calling them out and being like, Hey, this thing you did isn't okay. Like, I love you, but this is not okay. It doesn't have to be, I love you. And therefore everything you do is fine. Mm -hmm. The thong by the police just came into my head of like every little thing she does is magic. Like that's not (laughs) what love is. Like, that's not cool. Right. Every little thing you do is not magic. And having loved ones that will call you out appropriately and not support every poor, dangerous, harmful decision that you make is actually more beneficial to you in the long run because it helps you be a better person Yeah, and vice versa, right? You can help someone else be a better person and it doesn't mean you're turning your back on them. It's like that whole snitches get stitches. Yeah, I said Mm -hmm. that right, right? Like sometimes no, right? Like you can say like, actually this thing you did is a huge problem and I don't, I don't support this, but I love you. Right. And sometimes you need to be a snitch. Right. Sometimes you need to snitch on your person because they require it, Mm -hmm. right? Like uh, it shouldn't have to say this, but like harassing and assaulting other people is wrong. And regardless of who in your life is doing it, you can call, you can and should call them out on that behavior And if you want to still say like, Hey, I love you. And I'm still here for you with whatever happens, but I'm not giving you an out here. Like you Mm -hmm. don't get a pass for me on this action. Mm -hmm. And that's the accountability. I feel like we should all be exercising with ourselves and our loved ones. Yeah. I mean, I I think, I I think that idea cannot be overstated. Um, It's something that comes up a lot when you're talking about addiction in families too right? Mm-hmm. What people are doing, you know, someone who's addicted is going to do terrible things. Um, that's the nature of addiction. A lot of times is that people lie, they steal, they do things and um, they hurt the people around them. And, you know, whether you've seen like a million episodes of intervention or <laughs> you've, um, you know, witnesses as some, you know, in your life directly or indirectly, I've seen more times than I can count how people uh, make excuses um, for their loved ones who are struggling, um, who continue to, you know, coddle them instead of holding them accountable, right? Just because you're struggling with an addiction doesn't mean stealing is okay. It, you still need to be held accountable for stealing. Maybe that means you have to pay restitution. Maybe that means you go to jail. Maybe that means you do community service or maybe it it could be all sorts of things. But the idea is that just because you love someone doesn't mean that they get to get away with doing harmful things. And I think that the point that you made is spot on in that like so much, we have so much cultural baggage about calling people out or like, you know, calling them to the table or whatever, however you want to label it. But it is the fact that someone cares enough to say to you, look, man, like this, like you should not say that, like that's a problem. Or you know what, like you don't get to do this to people, you need to stop. The fact that someone, knowing how uncomfortable that is, the fact that someone cares enough to push through their own discomfort, to hold you accountable, to say like, you need to stop this or you cannot do this is an act of love. That, that is an investment in that relationship. That's an investment in your personhood for someone to offer you that. 
even though it doesn't feel good in the moment to get that feedback. But people yeah. only do it because they care, actually. And they care right. deeply. Right. And I'm thinking about it. And, you know, the disclaimer on this is like, I don't know these people. But imagine if instead of trying to cover up his actions after it was discovered. And, you know, like I said, I don't know these people. I don't know mm-hmm. who knew what and when. Right. But imagine if Chris Cuomo knew what Andrew Cuomo was doing to women in his life mm-hmm. and said, hey, stop. Mm-hmm. Like, this isn't cool. And not only is it not cool, like shit's going to hit the fan at some point and man, are you going to be in trouble? So like, stop. Imagine how many people would not have been abused mm-hmm. or impacted. Mm-hmm. And maybe his brother would still be governor. Mm-hmm. And maybe then Chris Cuomo would not be suspended from his job, right? So you just see in the long run, it's just such a good example of how actually holding someone accountable in the moment can lead to better results overall. Mm -hmm. Because that's actually what happens a lot of the time is that things like this, especially really poor decisions in any area, doesn't necessarily have to be just about things that impact other people. Like it could just be like a really bad personal decision. Like mm-hmm. it will crash at some point. Mm-hmm. And so you can either try to like make excuses for the person once the crash happens, or if you see the car barreling towards the wall, mm-hmm. maybe be like, hey, pump the brakes. Mm-hmm. Oh, I see the wall. You might not see the wall, but I see the wall. And I'm gonna tell you really strongly, please pump the brakes because I don't wanna see you get hurt or other people get hurt or anyone get hurt, right? And so depending on like which angle resonates with you, whether no judgment, a little judgment, whether or not the fact that it can impact a bunch of strangers really resonates with you, think of it as your person, right? Like, like I said, his brother might still be governor right now. If someone had said to him at some point, hey, stop it. (laughs) So you're not only potentially saving other people from the harm, like you might be saving your person from the harm. Mm -hmm. We, are, we can't see ourselves clearly all the time. We all have blind spots. Right. And I mean, I know from, I can only speak for me. I would want someone who cares about me. If they thought I was going down a really bad path in any direction, I'd want them to step in front of me and be like, please stop walking this way. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, people can choose to do what they want. Mm-hmm. But you don't need to make excuses for poor behavior. It's not helpful. It's more helpful to try to redirect them and hold them accountable if the action's already been taken. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you can see how it can also really blow up, right? There's a lot of people that were impacted by what happened with this whole Cuomo's scandal. Mm -hmm. And it just, it wasn't necessary. And you can see it on a smaller level, right? With the woman who had her package eaten by raccoons. You know, you just see all these ways that it could have gone awry it, or could have not gone awry if just accountability was factored in. So yeah, it's almost the new year. If you're looking for new year's resolutions and after hearing this, you think, oh, maybe I'm lacking in this area. Consider this making, this being made a new year's resolution for yourself or, you know, whenever. It could be a December 15th resolution. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter when, but potentially something to work on if this resonates with you as something that maybe you're not practicing in your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, and I think, uh, I don't think that we've kind of identified it so far in this way throughout this conversation so far, but also the idea of like holding yourself accountable. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and sometimes you just got to say to yourself, 
yo, dude, you got to get your stuff together. (laughs) Like you are tripping. (laughs) Like you need to get it together. Like what you just said, what you just did, whatever is not the move. So you gotta, you gotta switch it up. And like, as much as we, as much as I especially advocate for um, treating yourself with kindness and compassion, right? Again, as we said earlier, that accountability is also love in action. It is an act of self-love to look at yourself in the mirror and be like, yo, you got to get your shit together. Yep. Um, and so like that, I, I just wanted to make sure we made that crystal clear too, because that is also a part of this whole conversation. Yep. It's beneficial in the long run compared yep. to some short-term discomfort and yeah. almost, I don't say everyone, cause I don't know that there are a lot of absolutes, but almost everyone, it is more beneficial to hold yourself and others accountable in the long run than given to the short-term discomfort Yeah, and more beneficial for longer, not yeah. just like, Oh, it's more beneficial later compared to now it's more beneficial for a longer period of time as well. Yeah, for sure. So, Something to consider if this resonates. Thank you for listening. New episodes every other Wednesday. If you liked what you were hearing, please leave us a review. Rate the podcast, preferably five stars. And please join us again. Thanks for listening again. Bye.